Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 404, how to teach your child to be a gracious loser, because there are a lot of people hurting right now in our country after this election, and our kids are soaking it up like sponges. Before we delve into this week's episode, I hope I can convey to all of you wonderful listeners that this week's episode is by no means political. I have no desire to get down and dirty about politics. I'm just using the election as a catalyst to talk about a very important life lesson, how to gracefully handle both winning and losing. There are dozens of lessons we as parents want to teach our children before they leave the nest. And in light of the recent presidential election, one big one that comes to mind is how to be a gracious loser. I'm not referring to the Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. I'm referring to the people in this country who didn't have the result they had hoped for. You've heard it before. Winning isn't everything. But something equally as important is teaching the lesson that we don't have to be sore losers no matter what. As our country tries to repair the many painful rifts that have resulted over the outcome of this election, now is a great reminder on how we can teach our children how to be gracious losers. Mighty Mommy shares five tips to consider the next time your child doesn't come up with a win. Tip number one, be a winning role model. I know I've touted this tip over and over again. But the reason I'm so adamant about stressing the importance of being a good role model for your kids is because they truly do watch every move that we make. Millions of people were very disappointed in the outcome of this election, but there were also millions who were happy about it. So, regardless of whether your candidate won or lost, how you choose to share your feelings in front of your kids can make a huge difference in how they'll react when something similar happens in their lives. Maintain your self-control and learn to hold your tongue no matter what if things don't go your way. Sure, it's okay to express your disappointment if your choice for president didn't play out as you'd hoped for, but screaming at the TV, stomping around the house in a fury, and spouting off that you can't believe how many morons voted for the opposite candidate only signals to your child that this behavior is perfectly acceptable. So instead, model how to take the high road when someone or something you believe in doesn't play out as you had hoped. You could say, I'm so disappointed that Hillary Clinton didn't get elected to become our next president because I really believe she would have done an outstanding job for our country. 
We'll have to see what our new president has in store for America. The United States is such a great place to live. We're so lucky to have the right to vote. Then, if you need to, sneak off and cry or gloat in private. Tip number two. Always congratulate the winner. Though it's truly not easy, whenever a loss occurs, the first step in the right direction is to offer your congratulations to the winner. Many school and organized sports teams have the losing team offer a high five of congrats to the winning team. This is a great practice for other areas of winning and losing in life as well. By initiating a genuine, or as close as we can muster, token of congratulations to the winner, we acknowledge that someone else was able to complete the game or task a bit better than we could this time. And it shows maturity on our part and respect for the other person as well as honoring their accomplishment. Tip number three, learn to accept we don't always win. You win some, you lose some. That truly is just part of life. Accepting losing isn't going to be easy, and it can be more difficult for others. But when you look at legendary basketball player Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, his take on the subject, he puts it all in perspective. He says, you can't win unless you learn how to lose. So it's up to you how you deal with it. So how about making it into something positive? Tip number four, teach coping skills. Sore losers often react in angry fits of rage, such as spouting off hurtful remarks about the situation or physically throwing things to express how upset they are at the outcome. Kids need to know how to react in a calm, peaceful manner when they lose at something or witness a loss that they're passionate about. If we teach our kids calming, coping skills that they can rely on when something disappointing, like losing a game or a job promotion to a peer happens, they need to have a coping mechanism to rely on. So, teach your kid to take a few slow, deep breaths or count backwards from 10 when she starts to feel upset. Let her know you're available to talk through how she feels about losing the game or the race once she's calmed down. And teach her that feeling angry, it's okay. But hurting people verbally or physically is absolutely unacceptable, no matter what. Invest time and energy into teaching your child different coping skills early and often, so that as they grow into their preteen and young adult years, they will have their very own toolkit for when things don't go their way. Tip number five, talk about feelings. It's okay to be upset after a loss. Hillary Clinton poignantly mentioned this in her condolence speech, which was watched by millions of people across the world. In her speech, which was highlighted by the New York Times, she acknowledged that after a long campaign, the loss cuts deep. Secretary of State Clinton said, This is painful, and it will be for a long time. Our kids need to realize that the feelings of losing something really important can be extremely painful. And that's absolutely okay. They also need to know it's not the end of the world to let it all out. For some people, dealing with loss means screaming into a pillow or going to the gym and taking it out on a punching bag. 
For others, it's shutting down temporarily and keeping a distance from others until the sadness feels more manageable. When one of my kids is dealing with a difficult loss, I remind them it's perfectly normal to feel this way and they need to find a way to release the pain and let it all out. This may mean having a good cry, punching a pillow, or taking a long walk all alone, which is what I do. It's important for our kids to know that although it's okay to have some time to grieve the loss, it needs to be done in a healthy way. Turning to anything that might result in harm to yourself, such as alcohol or drugs, is the cowardly way out. Loss isn't about inflicting harm or making things worse. It's a time to reflect on what could be improved upon and learning to cope with the disappointment. So perhaps the next time this type of situation arises, you'll have a smarter understanding on how to graciously accept a loss and humbly acknowledge a win. How do you help your kids deal with losing? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. And you can also post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. And of course, you can email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Also, I hope you'll visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash QDT. And be sure to sign up for the upcoming Mighty Mommy newsletter, which will be chock full of practical advice to make your parenting life easier and more enjoyable. Wishing you all a winning kind of a week. Thanks for listening. And until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.